Thank you so much for listening to our podcast here at the Greenwood Church of God. We are so excited that you have found us here. Our prayer is that this podcast would enrich your life and give you strength for this week ahead. Thank you so much for being here. Now enjoy the podcast. anything like our Sunday school, you're going to be blessed. So um, prick your ears up, pull out your notebook and your Bibles if you brought them or your cell phones, flip that dude on, on silent please, and, uh, and we will continue and try to uh, find that, that thing that we need to take home with us. In Jesus' name. Well, glory to God. Amen. I know the blood is still the blood. I'm going to tell you something, that, that gets, that gets this, this girl excited. I come with a word from the Lord this morning, and I guess if this message that I have for you this morning has any title, we're going to call it From Start to Finish. And if you would, turn with me to Philippians 1 and 6. That's going to be our title verse this morning. And for those of you that would like to, we stand for the reading of God's Word. Uh, You don't have to. If it's not your custom, that's fine. But just remember, it is the Word of the Lord. So I'm going to leave that on you. Uh, Philippians 1 and 6 reads to us in this manner. It says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. You may be seated. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there is always a start, a beginning, And there's always an end to something. And I'm here to tell you, and you'll see by the remainder of this message, it's not how you start a race. It's how you finish it. So you may be some that may fall under a couple of different categories. But for just a moment, I want to talk to you just a little bit about the middle. Because, you know, there's a middle in between a start and a finish. Amen? So I want to let you know and remind you of a couple of things that you and I were created and formed by God Almighty with a purpose and with a plan. I don't care how you were conceived. Only God Almighty creates life. Satan does not have the authority to create life. Sometimes we forget that he is the creation and not the creator. He doesn't have the authority to create life. That belongs to God above. 
So with that being said, every person that was created and that has been born has been born with purpose. So I come this morning because I came to stir, I came to recruit, and I came to get some back on track. And every person in this room falls in one of those three categories. So that means technically this message is for everybody in this room. Amen. In 2 Chronicles, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 6 and 2 tells us that today is the day of salvation. Today can be your start. If you are one of these three people that I mentioned, you may be here and this may be the, the first time today that you allow God to be the King of kings and Lord of lords in your life. Today may be the day that you decide that God will be a priority in your life and not an option. Today may be the day that you decide that I'm going to live my life starting today for the Lord. And that may be today, and today may be your start. But then there's also those people that are here and you've left your first love. Now you love the Lord and you loved Him in a greater capacity at one time. There was a time that you would choose church. There was a time that, that, that you would choose coming to church functions. There was a time that, that you would choose to read your word. There was a time that you would choose to pray for your brothers and sisters. But now, because of complacency, we've grown tired and, and we've grown weary in well-doing. But see, the word of the Lord tells us, don't grow weary in well-doing. Because it's he that endures to the end. So ladies and gentlemen, that may be the class that you're in. You may be that second group. You love the Lord, but this is just kind of more of a habit. I'm kind of here more on obligation because mama and them comes. And, you know, this whole Jesus thing really don't mean a whole lot to me. I don't know if you could be in this third category. And you could be here and you could say, say the same thing as this here that... It's just out of necessity that I'm here. I've had an experience with God once before. But, you know, God is just kind of like not letting me have my way with some things. And I'm a little mad at Him, truth be told. And, and so I'm just here simply because, you know, I really want that pastor to quit texting me if I'm not here. And so I just show up so that I don't have to get a phone call or a card whatever church you guys do here. Regardless of which one of those categories you're in, I want to talk to you today and encourage you. You may see me sing and, and I sing. I was raised in a family of singers. Uh, some of you may actually know uh, my dad or remember my dad. He's gone on to be with the Lord uh, in 1991, but my dad was Kenneth Crouch. 
And my dad sang uh, professional southern gospel music. And he's traveled with the kinsmen. He traveled um, with the Blackwood brothers. He was even asked... My mother is here today, and I meant to introduce her, that beautiful woman there on the second row on this end that I look just like. That's my mama, y'all. Um, and my mother can, can tell you this, that he was actually uh, recruited for the Happy Goodmans, but um, he actually turned that down, and it was one of the great regrets that my dad had his whole entire life, and he always felt like that he missed it. He felt like that him being a man, that it was his responsibility to provide food and, and to keep a roof over the head, uh, over the head of his family. And, and so traveling with Vestal uh, Goodman, I remember when she came, I sat in her lap. It was wonderful. And I just was so amazed by her. And, and I was so excited thinking, you know, maybe my dad may actually travel with the Happy Goodmans and later to find out that he turned that position down because he was worried that he may not make enough money to take care of his family and so he kept his job working at that time it was McQuay's mother I believe it was called McQuay's and, and if you, any, you know anything about industry in Grenada Mississippi it has changed hands probably four or five times I'm gonna make a long story real short and let you know what actually transpired my dad held that job for only a couple of months until there was a massive layoff. And then at that point, I believe, was it Johnny that started singing with a mother? Uh, they, they, took a, they took another tenor singer. And uh, so now that's where you get Vestal and um, I believe his first name is Johnny. But they were a wonderful group and I love the Happy Goodmans and I'm excited about seeing them when I go home to be with the Lord. My point I'm trying to make to you is... As we serve God, we have to make decisions and we have to make priorities and we've got to hold our faith strong. And if you hold your faith too strong in this world, this world is going to leave you high and dry. This world doesn't have anything to offer you. This world has temporary treasures. And as us, as the body of Christ... We're taking our treasures and we're adding them in heaven. Amen? But this world can be enticing. So, with the point being said, I want to remind you of Proverbs 24 and 16. And in Proverbs 24 and 16... It tells us, I'm one of those old-fashioned people. Some people have it all together, and they got these iPads and everything. They come up here, and they just scroll real quick. I am a King James Bible. I got to take my actual Bible. I'm, I'm just that church of God, I guess. But uh, I make no apologies for it. Um, so y'all just bear with me on these scriptures here just for a second. But Proverbs 24 and 16 as I encourage you today, I want to remind you that for a righteous man falls seven times and he rises again, but a wicked man stays in his calamities. I want to stop right there. 
And whoever it is that I'm speaking to, I want to encourage you. Because out of all the gifts that I would say that the Lord has given me, I am an edifier and encourager to the body of Christ. I come to encourage. I come to be a cheerleader for the kingdom of God. I come to let you know that we all fall short. Now you need to hear what I'm saying and don't hear what I'm not saying. Because I believe in holiness living. I believe in living a sanctified life before the Lord. I believe in modeling our life, our decisions, our actions after Jesus Christ himself. But the fact of the matter is, sometimes I do a good job at it and sometimes I don't, church. And guess what? Neither do you. So let's go ahead and get our halos off our heads. And let me get in your business for just a second. And I want to encourage you. See, the way this scripture breaks down is that a righteous man, what's the definition of righteous? Right standing. Right standing. Right standing. So a righteous man, he falls seven times. But then he what? He gets back up. But it's that sinful man. It's that person that only had an emotional experience with God. It's that person that is trapped in religion and not relationship that when they fall, they just stay down. I come to let somebody know whoever you are, if you've messed up, God loves you. He's not given up on you. All you have to do is dust yourself off and get back up again. This thing is not over. God who started a good work in you, he will complete that good work. What sins are you talking about, Stephanie? I'm talking about all them sins. All them sins, yeah. Y'all get used to this. All means all, and that's all all's ever going to mean. So anytime I say all, that's what I mean. So I don't care where your failure came in. The blood of Jesus Christ is sufficient, and it is enough. You can't add anything to it, and you can't take nothing away from it. And when you try to, you getting off in your own self-righteousness. But that's another message, and I'll preach that another day. I want to encourage you and just let you know, there was a time I was so embarrassed of my testimony. There's some people in here that I've known for many years. Susan Foster and I, we worked together for many years and we became very close and so she knows she knows me on a very different level I've, I've shared heart and soul with her and I love Susan and Tommy and their family but there was a time I didn't want to tell people my testimony because see I was raised in this Church of God thing my mama and daddy met at Church of God youth camp that's how Church of God I am and y'all know what that means that means everybody on every side is church of God. That's what that means, y'all. That means you can't even get a break and go stay with your Baptist grandpas. 
With that being said, I thank God for my heritage. I thank God for my foundation. And I, I'm so grateful that that foundation was planted and that I was raised in church with a drug problem where I got drugged to church whether I liked it or not. And a lot of times I didn't like it. But I'm so glad that I didn't have a choice. Mamas and daddies, let me tell you something. You raise those children in church. And if your child is living in your house, don't you give them no option. You live up in here, up in here. You going up in there, up in there. As for me and my house, amen? Because I didn't have an option. There was an opportunity for a foundation to be laid. See, I didn't want to tell people that I had backslidden so far away from God that I got on drugs and alcohol and fornication and you name all 15 of the commandments and I broke them. Yeah, I know it's only 10. I created a couple of them. Found some extra to break. But I didn't want folks to know that. Because when you live in Grenada, Mississippi, that's, that's a small town. And it ain't but just a few Pentecostal churches. And when you done tasted and seen, you can't go to no other kind of church. Or at least I couldn't. And so when I, I'd come to church, even when I asked God to forgive me, and even when the crimson flow fell on me, and I knew that I was redeemed, and I knew that I was set free from drugs and alcohol, I was still sitting on those pews in shame because I didn't want anybody to know how bad I had messed up. Because people knew my family. I got several preachers in my family that are Church of God pastors. Folks knew our name, and I was ashamed. But one day the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I don't know who I am speaking to, but I want to encourage you. And I want to tell you how the enemy does. The enemy will try to silence you on your testimony. But he got a hold of me one day, sitting three rows back from the, in the back row. And he told me, Stephanie, if you refuse to tell your story... You are not giving me the glory that I deserve for setting you free. And that pricked this old girl's heart. And so that's when I decided, no longer is this thing going to be about me. You can judge me if you want to. You can judge my praise. I don't care because I ain't praising you. But I can tell you this, where much is forgiven, much is loved. I know the sin Jesus Christ got me out of. I know the devil's hell that I was saved from. And I will praise him with every breath in my body. If I'm the only person in this house that'll do it, he's worthy to receive praise. <laughs> Glory to God. So I started giving my testimony and it wasn't too much longer. I mean, it was just literally like the next service. The Holy Spirit always confirms himself. Always. That I heard my pastor, and some of you may know him, James McElroy. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but he read this, so I can't take credit for it. And you may have heard it, and that's okay, but you're going to hear it again. Um, and this spoke to me because I saw myself in it. 
And I want this room full of imperfect people to hear yourself in it. I come on a mission tonight, this morning rather. I come on a mission. I'm recruiting, in case you didn't know. We're living in the ends of days. I can't even say the end of time anymore. I said the end of days. This thing is about to wind up. So for those of you that's been halfway in, halfway out, a little bit this, a little bit that, or for those of you that only make church face and you live like the devil Monday through whatever, there's grace and mercy and restoration in this house for you, just like it was for me. I want you to see yourself in this. Whenever you feel like that you're not qualified, I want you to remember this. Noah got drunk. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob lied. Leah, she was ugly. Joseph was abused. Moses was a murderer and he couldn't talk right. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair and was afraid. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy, they were too young. David was a murderer and an adulterer. Elijah was suicidal. Isaac preached naked. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. John the Baptist ate bugs. Peter denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Martha worried about everything. Mary Magdalene had demons cast out of her. The Samaritan woman was divorced more than once. Zacharias was too small. Paul was a murderer. Timothy had an ulcer. And Lazarus was dead. But all those names, we could tell to the end of days what they did in their sacrifice for God Almighty. God takes in perfection and he turns it in to something he can be glorified. And it may be your testimony. It may be the hell that you've lived through. It may be the bondage that you was in. And only you got yourself in that place. But God can take your story and he can give you beauty for ashes. I come to tell you that it ain't over. You can get your start this morning if you ain't never had one. If you're somewhere in the middle and you're somewhat complacent, you can get on the right track. You can get on the right track today. Or if you're here and you're just completely angry at God, let me tell you, I know that's a place and I know that happens. I've been there. I know what it's like. In 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 1 Chronicles. No, Stephanie, it's 1 Corinthians. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Corinthians. Thank you for that laugh. I needed that. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of this world to shame the things that are strong. See, here's what I've learned, guys. I've learned that the more we start allowing it to be about him and not about us. 
the stronger he is. I've learned that when I am weak, he is made strong. I've learned that when I quit caring about impressing you or when I quit caring about what my neighbor thinks and I get busy about the Father's business with one goal in mind and that is to glorify Him, to expand His kingdom, to bring salt and light in a world of darkness, my Father is glorified and I have completed my purpose. And you have a purpose too. In Galatians 1 and 15. But when he who set me up and apart, even from my mother's womb, and called me through his grace, he was pleased. In Isaiah 44. And 29, we're told there that, that we were with God and that He knew us before we were ever here. You know, I don't know if you guys realize this, and I'm sure some of you guys do, but your spirit was with the presence of God before you were ever here on this earth. Do you ever think about that? I do. And that blows my mind. To think at one time, my spirit was in the presence of the Father. But see, here's the deal. We're born in the flesh, in a world that is under a curse. And it's this flesh that we have to battle. And we don't have to battle this flesh yearly, monthly, weekly, or even daily. Or at least that's not the case with me. I got to mind mine with every breath I take and every move I make. Because I don't trust my flesh. And yes, I'm saved, I'm sanctified, and I am filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. But I am not holier than thou. I have not reached anything outside of knowing how much I need Jesus Christ in every aspect of my life. And here's the thing. You do too. And you know, I want to encourage you. Knowing that from your very start, God knew you. And He knew your middle. And God knows your end. But God, He gave us free will. He said, there's going to be some things that's going to be left up to you. But if you choose today to be the day of salvation. You know, salvation... It does mean coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, we all know about getting saved. We church God folks, we know about that. But it also means being saved from ourselves. One of the biggest things I need to be saved from is me. Me. Because see, I've, because of the glory and the power and the anointing of God Almighty... I've been delivered from all addictions. So it don't bother me to, to be around people that are drinking and using drugs. However, I just choose not to. I mean, that's just personal preference of mine. 
because I got a, a testimony and a witness I'm protecting. Amen. So, but if I was, praise God, I don't have that tangible pool. And, and for only people that have dealt with addictions, they know what I'm talking about. And for you, bless God, if that's part of your testimony that you never had, that is awesome. And that's, that's something that your mama and daddy needs a hand clap for. That's a fact, Jack. But if you have dealt with that, you know about a tangible pool that pulls on you. And I can say, I don't have that pool. I don't have that tangible pool that alcohol and crack cocaine used to have on me. And what I have found out is, the closer I get to God, the more I realize just how messed up I am. Oh, y'all may not be. I have learned my biggest enemy is right here. And it's fighting these vain imaginations. I'm, as I get ready to close, what I'm saying to you today is don't allow your past, don't allow your failures, and don't even allow your present state, whatever it was when you walked through those doors, to hold you back from serving God and making heaven your home and populating heaven with as many people as you can possibly take. Because today can be your day for a new start. And as far as your end, you can't defeat a man that won't quit. What'd you say, Stephanie? I said, though a righteous man falls seven times, he gets back up. And it's a sinful man that stays down in his calamity. It's a man that never really had a real relationship with Jesus. Because once you have a relationship with him and you hurt him, you got to get it under the blood. And we want to make it so hard. We want to make it so hard on our people. We want to... Everybody's got it in their mind. Well, I can't go up to the front because then folks going to think I'm not living right. Who cares? You talking about the same people that's going to stand before God Almighty like you are? You talking about the same people that are judging you when God says not to? You talking about them folks? Oh, you talking about them folks that need to be in this altar up here with you. That's who you talking about. You know, we always want to we're getting an agenda. Quit making it hard for people to be made in right standing with the Father. If you're part of that problem, you need to repent. And I love you. I love you. But this place, just like you said, brother, this is for the hurt. This is for the messed up. Jesus didn't come here for people that was well. There's people all out of this community. They need us. Now let me ask you something. Are you being salt and light? Are you inviting? Are you encouraging? Are you allowing God to use your middle? 
I want to encourage you and let you know that God is for you and He loves you. And the only thing that is made available for you at these altars is love and grace and a brand new start. And a big black eye for Satan himself. I came here to recruit on behalf of the army of the kingdom of God. As the army of the kingdom of God, we're not here to take sides. We're here to take over. If you need prayer, stand to your feet, church. That's right, brother. Play me some music. If you are one of these three people and you fall in any one of those categories, I want to offer this altar to you today. I've got people that's going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. You can let today be your start. You can let today strengthen you for your middle because what Jesus Christ meant by that he that started a good work or rather Paul said it but the Holy Spirit confirmed him and anointed him to write it on paper he that started a good work will complete that work until the day of the Lord what he is saying is as long as you refuse to surrender you can't be defeated as long as you refuse to sit on your sin as long as you refuse to sit on your complacency there will always be victory available because the blood of Jesus conquers every sin every enemy every lie every complacency there is power power of wonder working power in the blood and that's what I've come to offer you I'm recruiting for the army for the kingdom of God who's willing to sign up today that says Lord use my middle I've messed some things up Lord I need a new start Lord I'm going to trust that your blood is sufficient that I'll start out Lord and you will complete that good work in me you'll be there for me if I fall I'm going to dust myself up and I'm going to get right back up and I'm going to continue on this journey so that when I stand before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords I'll get to hear those words well done my good and faithful servant This is Pastor Michael Mooneyham. I want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We are so thankful that you chose to join us in this way. But we would also love for you to come and join us in person at 1102 Sergeant John Pittman Parkway in Greenwood, Mississippi. Our service time is at 1040 a.m. And we would love to see you here. Thank you once again for listening. We hope to see you soon. God bless.